It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the E-Commerce Master Plan Podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you for tuning in because I love the fact I'm going to get to help you with this episode. And what I'd also like to know is how this show helps you. And you can let me know that via social media by using the hashtag EcomMasterPlan. In today's episode, we're getting into content and SEO, but from the perspective of really getting to understand your customer and building your business around your customer and ways to learn more about your customer. And today's guest dives into how the vision and the mission of the business drills down into five content pillars and then how that translates into the way they built the website, why they went wholesale first, e-commerce second, and about how they then built the right foundations to get that e-commerce piece going, plus some kind of clever, cunning uh, email marketing tactics and sign-up methods that they're using. There's a lot in this one. I thoroughly enjoyed recording it and I think you're going to enjoy listening too. Before we get into it though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Smart Freight can help you save time and money. Smart shipping parcels and pallets through Smart Freight's carrier management platform allows you to consolidate your outbound logistics onto one platform. With over 650 carriers worldwide, Smart Freight has you covered by ensuring you are always going via the cheapest, fastest or greenest eco-friendly option. Visit smartfreight.com to book a demo today. And now to introduce today's special guest. Shivraj Bassi is the founder and CEO at Innermost. Originally, Innermost sold their nutritional products B2B, but in 2019, they shifted their focus to D2C. The combined D2C and B2B operation is now three years old and achieving a seven-figure run rate. Hello, Shiv. Hello, Chloe. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. I'm excited to find out out what you've been up to. but how did you get into e-commerce? Um, so e-commerce, we um, obviously set the business up three years ago. Um, originally, uh, we wanted to prove the concept. So we had a great idea. We thought um, wellness and health and wellness in general was undergoing a real macro trend. More and more people were interested in their personal well-being than ever before. So we had a great idea for this business. Um, we worked with some amazing nutritionists. Uh, but the first thing we did as a business was uh, wanting to prove the concept. And what we did was approach uh, B2B partners, uh, boutique fitness studios, retailers who we thought spoke to the clients that we wanted to speak with. Um, and uh, we found a lot of traction. So more often than not, we would pitch for business and we'd win it. 
And that gave us a lot of confidence. And then what we did is parlay that growth and that foundation that we built into an e-commerce business. So we essentially, in 2019, replatformed our tech stack, um, moved to Shopify, and then really started to focus on growing our e-commerce presence. And were you very clever that in the beginning you'd worked out that if we go down this boutique, um, you know, to the boutique fitness studios and we that we can get feedback on the product, they know our customer base even better than we do um, and we can work it out that way and that'd be a great way to start and then we'll go e-commerce? Or did you kind of go, right, this sounds like the best sales route and then you went, ooh, there's an e-commerce opportunity later. So was it like a really cool plan or has it just evolved in a really cool way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we planned everything. Yeah. Three-year plan. No, no, no. It was, <laughs> I wish I could say that. But I mean, it was kind of 50-50, to be honest. Like To what you've just said, like, yeah, we we understood that these people have been in the market for a long time. They understand their, the, the consumer. And it's going to be a really easy, good way for us to get our products into in front of these uh, first movers and get their feedback on whether these products are interesting or not. So there was some of that, but then obviously, as anyone who has a business understands, you learn from your mistakes, you make a lot of mistakes, You some things you get right, some things you get wrong, and it's a case of evolving your offering, um, evolving your messaging, your branding to fit what you think the opportunity is. I find it's quite interesting in this, the D2C space these days, we see a lot of retailers or a lot of brand owners deciding that that they're going to start off their product business with Facebook ads on a website mm. going to the end consumer, yeah. which is quite an expensive way to, it's, it's not very minimum viable product in my mind. My mind is minimum viable product is you you take your product to a marketplace and you physically stand in front of customers and you ask them the question, or you do what you did and you go, let's sell to people who know this customer base, get their feedback. Because you get sales a lot quicker. You, you shift a lot of units yep. and you're building a brand awareness at the same time. So I, I find it quite bizarre, actually, that so many D2C businesses start with e-commerce rather than going the route you've gone. Uh, you, you nailed it on the head, Chloe. And I, I didn't expect anything less from you, obviously, but <laughs> you're absolutely right. I think there's this inherent survivor bias right companies you hear about them doing amazing they did they did an influencer marketing campaign and suddenly now they're the biggest thing or facebook ads are getting them 36 times roas or whatever it is but it's survivor bias there might be a company out there that does that the question is is that approach going to work for every company and acquisition costs are going up uh, they've gone up over the last several years consistently if I think if you're a business and you're thinking about starting, if you think that I'm just going to run Facebook ads and suddenly build my business, I, I think you, you you may be lucky, but in general, I don't think that's necessarily the most sensible approach. You have to take an omni-channel approach to your marketing efforts. But at the same time, if you can find areas where you can build a foundation for your business, um, build a revenue stream, that is going to be invaluable in terms of then exploring other marketing channels such as Facebook ads or SEO or influencer marketing or Google ads, whatever it is, PPC, you need a foundation for your business. And the quicker you can build that foundation, the better. And ultimately, if you think kind of Facebook ads, which are very expensive, influencer marketing, which can be very expensive, if you're just going to choose one of those channels, it, 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 it could make life tough. 
Yeah, and I always think, and I'm certainly everyone out there listening. I do think e-commerce is awesome for D2C. I should say that, but by going down the wholesale route, you've given yourself so many steps up. You've got a better understanding of what the customer wants. You've got social proof of the fact you know you are sold in more boutique fitness centres than any other nutritional product. So the day your Shopify site goes live, you've got testimonials. You've got sales volume that you can talk about. You've got all these things you can put on your site. You can put on the individual product pages, you can put on Facebook ads, you can put in your email marketing, which just do so much more than than guessing on day one, which is the alternative. Absolutely. And also, Chloe, it gives you a chance to build your tech stack because, you know, on day one, you've got a website, but your website may not have all the bells and whistles that you need. You may not have a great um, kind of funnel. You may not have your email marketing set up with all your different flows, capturing different kind of client groups. You may not have a, the ability to, to gauge, uh, get a better understanding of what your customer's interested in based on how they're moving around your website. That's something I wanted to ask you, actually, because you mentioned there that that in turning to, to going e-commerce, obviously you had to build a completely new website because you needed to move on to an e-commerce site. But I believe you also moved to a completely new email system as well, which that's basically the foundation of your business. You just ripped up and started again. So it was, it was a big call. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we understood that if we really want to be a player in the e-commerce space and, and scale D2C, you need to have a tech stack which is reliable, allows you to gain insights into your customer base um, and allows you to take actions to engage this customer base um, via email marketing, a really comprehensive, well thought through email marketing process, flows, campaigns, and then various other things that we build into the website. Because I thought having had a look at your site, it's um, actually, before I ask you this question, we're going to just tick off the boxes that the regular listeners are going, why haven't you yet asked him this, Chloe? <laughs> so we'll tick the boxes and then we'll come back to my question, which is going to be around the very cool quiz that you've got on your site and the the custom, you know, getting the customers to segment themselves. But we're going to come back to that. So where in the world are you and where are you selling to? Um, so the business is London-based. So we, we launched in London. That's our home. Um, but we have uh, international reach. So we have business presence in Asia, the Middle East, the US, and uh, Europe. Um, we sell D2C to a lot of these markets, but we also have B2B relationships pretty much everywhere. Um, we sell either direct to partners, and uh, those may be retailers or fitness studios, boutique fitness studios in general, um, but we also work with distributors in hard-to-reach uh, geographies uh, where we're not able to get the products directly um, from our warehouse in the UK to them. Um, so we work with distributors. So we have an omni, omni-channel approach and it, it works really well for us. Nice. And the product, we've mentioned that it's nutritional products. Do you want to t- tell us a little bit, bit about the innermost product? Yeah. So when it comes to our thinking on health and fitness, um, it's undergone a real renaissance over the last few years. More, more and more people are interested in health and fitness. And that means lots of opportunities for brands who operate within the space. Uh, but also challenges. How do you connect with this modern consumer of health and fitness in a way that really speaks to them? If you look at health and fitness more broadly and you look at, say, clothing brands, you'll see brands like Nike, Reebok, Under Armour evolving their messaging and connecting with a broader type of consumer than they traditionally have. You also see it in the fitness boutique fitness studio space. A lot of the times now, you're not going into this gym or boutique fitness studio like based on if they've got 
the heaviest equipment or uh, heaviest weights or the best equipment. Often it can be about the wrapper around the offering, live music, you're in a smoothie bar, your friends are there, uh, the, the vibe and the atmosphere that you have. Again, what I think they're doing is building a wrapper around their core offering to build these connections with a different type of consumer who can then come in and benefit from the fitness programming. And when it came to health and fitness and kind of nutrition specifically, we thought, what are consumers looking for? And um, how have their needs changed? And I think for us, it was very much about kind of creating products that address the needs, goals, desires, wants of modern consumers. And the first thing we did before we even launched the business was speak to several hundred people and ask them, well, what's important to you? What are you? What concerns you? What are you? What are you looking to achieve? And people would say things like, "I want to get a better night's sleep. I want to focus. I want to feel healthier. I want to have more energy." We took all that feedback, took it to uh, a number of nutritionists that we held in very high regard, and we said to them, "How can we use the power of nutrition now to create solutions to each of these needs, each of these goals?" And that's what we've done. So we have uh, a dozen or so products. Each of them. Uh, are different, unique in their own right, and each of them cater to different needs, different goals. And by setting up in that way, what we can do is give people uh, the ability to personalize their nutrition stack based on their individual needs, their individual goals, and it it works really well. It's interesting, isn't it? Because if you go into a a traditional kind of vitamins and supplements shop, I'm thinking in the UK, Holland and Barrett, in the US, maybe a section of CVS or something, you know, you, where you go in, you, you've got all these myriad of multivitamins and myriad of protein sachets. And as a consumer, you're sat there going, hmm, hemp or whey? I don't know. And then you're going, do I need the the expensive pack of vitamins or the middle pack of vitamins or the, the what? Do I really need Nicenium? Or whatever, I've, I've made that one up. But you, you get the point, everyone. Don't go looking for that as a vitamin. I'm pretty certain I've just made it up. When actually what we want is, I want something which is going to help me make my life better. And like you said, relax, focus, sleep, get fitter, lose weight. It's remarkable that the, that hasn't already happened. But I think that, that demonstrates the power of going back and actually speaking to the customer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the main reasons we were able to be so successful in the, in the, in the boutique fitness uh, space is because... You're absolutely right. People come into a store, into their gym, and if they see a product on the shelf which says, which is called, I don't know, Hydroplex 5000, something <laughs> or other, the first question is, what, what on earth is that? And I think modern consumers, they're smart. They understand what they want. But at the same time, they don't want to have to try to decipher what a product does from the name of it, which is can often be kind of, you know, weird and wonderful. And what we've done with our products is ultimately we've created some of the smartest nutrition products on the market, evidence through the ingredients that we use, the concentrations, the evidence-based research that's gone into them, but we've present them in a really understandable, intuitive way. And I think that's the key. We've never wanted to be simple. We've always wanted to be smart, but we want to present it in an understandable, intuitive way to consumers. So they see a product on a shelf, it's called, I don't know, strong, lean, fit, health, relax tone, define, um, focus, and you automatically, you can kind of like, you know, subconsciously or consciously figure out which products are right for you. Yeah, really nice and nice and straightforward. And we're we're almost back to that whole quiz idea, which I've which I'm teasing the audience with. Um, now we mentioned that you're on Shopify and that you're using Clavio for the email. Are there any other widgets or plugins that you just love on that Shopify platform? Oh yeah, we've built we've built a few widgets now. So um, 
yeah, we've got obviously got Shopify, we've got Clavio, which is important. We've got Loyalty Lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, retention is the new acquisition, they say. I'm a big believer in that. Um, and Loyalty Lion is a great way for us to offer rewards to our most loyal customers. Reversion, uh, which we're using to build a micro-influencer platform. Uh, Judge Me uh, for reviews, again, social proofing. Um, we use Tidio to connect with our consumers real time if they have any questions. I think a big thing in nutrition and health and fitness in general is, you know, being able to give people advice and help them on help them understand which products might be right for them. Tidio really helps us with that. And then uh, to link everything together, we use Zapier. Um, nice. Yeah. Full connectivity going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and Shiv, what does the team look like? How many of you are there, and uh, and are you doing everything in house? Apart from obviously some of the wholesale distribution. Yeah, so we've got eight people um, that we uh, that we have uh, as part of the team. Um, we my my belief, my philosophy is to try to bring everything in house if we can. Now, sometimes that isn't possible because you need specialist expertise in particular areas, and some of some of that may take years of kind of learning to to build, and it can be difficult to do. But in general, I like to bring things in house um, because I just feel. You need to accumulate knowledge within the team, share that knowledge among team members in order for us to really um, kind of like uh, knock it out of the park. Everybody on the team, I'm a big believer that everybody on the team should have an understanding of the business, uh, what drives the business, the things that we're doing strategically. But at the same time, everybody on the team has a defined role of responsibilities, um, goals and areas of focus. Um, so it works really well. Cool. Okay. I'm going to stop teasing everybody now. Um, and we're going to come and talk about that quiz because you mentioned about how your products really quickly speak to someone in terms of which one they should buy. Cause it, we're talking relax, we're talking sleep, we're talking, um, weight loss, et cetera. Um, but you also are quite prominently on the website in the header and on the homepage, you're driving people to take a quiz rather than necessary to buy. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the whys and the wherefores of the quiz? Yeah, so for us, it's about, if you think about the experience, your own experience, if you walk into a store and you're looking for for products, more often than not, you may ask the person behind the counter who may or may not know which products would be suited to you. But, you know, there's a big education element to buying kind of nutrition products. So I think what we want to do is make that process really easy. You can use digital platforms, websites to do that. Uh, and I don't think enough people do that within our space. So to be able to come to the website and for the website to essentially take you through this journey based upon answers that you give to specific questions um, and then make recommendations, I think is a really powerful thing. So for example, our quiz will ask questions about how well you're sleeping how your kind of average day looks like, um, what your kind of key goals are, how you work out, the kind of exercises that you do. There's a there's a bunch of questions. There's 30 to 40 different questions, and they're dynamically loaded in based upon your previous answer. And then by the end of it, we've got a really good understanding of where you are, what you're looking to achieve, and then we can make really tailored recommendations based on our products. 
Which I, I, I guess it's crucial, isn't it? Because if the customer's coming in and they're going, well, yeah, I want more sleep. Um, yeah, I want to focus better. Yeah, I'd like to lose some weight. Um, where, which one do I start with? Because I can't take them all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you know you, you make the product simple, but then you also still have, however simple the product is, you still have to help the customer go through. So all that information you pick up as they go through the quiz, um, Obviously, it's then going to say, buy this at the end. Here's the key products. This is what's going to give you the best best bang for your buck right now. Are you also taking that information into then your marketing programs? Yeah. We don't want to rush the process. So at the end of the quiz, you'll get recommendations on the products that are right for you. But what we'll also be able to do is have a really clear understanding of this consumer. My belief is you want to give value to customers. If you can give value to customers and engage them, that should be the goal of any e-commerce business. So with that understanding of the consumer, we're able then to, you know, for example, if they have said they don't get enough sleep and uh, they struggle and it affects their mood or it affects their day to day, we might send them an email about our sleep course. Um, it's a course available on our website on the kind of in the insight section and a series of five emails over five days written by an expert in the field explaining the science of sleep and how they can get a better night's sleep with practical steps on on, on what they can do to improve their sleep. So again, we're adding value, but it's, it's in a very personalized way. There are obviously products that we have, like the relaxed capsules, which can aid sleep. But we try to you know, present those products, but we're not forcing them down people's throats. I find it, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very glad to hear uh, of any retailer doing email courses, i.e. series of emails about a specific subject that you can sign up to that, that teaches you about something. Because it's such a cool way to capture email data. So much more interesting than 10% off if you do this, yeah. because you're finding out that this is a problem the customer solves. You can show them how awesome you are at understanding that problem and helping them solve it, build all that trust, build all that greatness. So, so as they're so much more likely to buy. So it's, so Kudos to you for actually doing it because not enough retailers are, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping the listeners will go and check out some of your courses so they can see, oh, actually, this is quite easy because it's, <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> um, so easy. Do you find the customers take you up on those courses a lot? Have you been surprised by the take up? Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, so the take up, there's genuine interest in these courses and it just gives us a lot of encouragement. Um, we've got courses on getting a better night's sleep, uh, reducing stress. We've got one on back pain, which we're launching, funnily enough, um, which is something that um, we've had um, kind of feedback from followers and subscribers that they're interested in learning more around or about. And uh, intermittent fasting, we've also got one on the keto diet, so under, like explaining what the keto diet is, how you can incorporate that into your life. We're constantly thinking about other relevant topics and then kind of looking at our Rolodex of experts that we work with all the time, from nutritionists to physios to kind of scientists, researchers, to see if they can help us create content that we can then you know, democratize effectively and give out to people who, who are interested in it. I'm assuming this is kind of linked to this, to everything we're talking about. So tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but we've talked about 
the quiz to make sure the customers are getting the right thing. We talked about the email courses. So as they're getting that understanding that you really care about helping them solve these problems, they're getting great education about how to, to better live their lives, I guess. You mentioned briefly that you run a rewards program to reward customers for doing the right things. And then on your on your website, the values are very prominent. The business's mission is very prominent. And then you also have, it's not sign up for our email newsletter, it's join the circle. And it it strikes me that this holistic in the true sense of the word, as in everything works together to create a better life for the customer, essentially. I mean, it's a very powerful marketing tactic, but it strikes me it's very real in the case of, uh, of Innermost. If I had to summarize the brand uh, using kind of two pillars for us, it would be about self-optimization. So how can we help people become better? Um, and the second would be inclusivity. So an understanding that, you know, we're speaking to people who may be on different parts of their journey. Um, they may be beginners. They may be avid fitness freaks. Whatever it is, we want to take a more inclusive approach to health and fitness than perhaps we've seen uh, in the past. Uh, so bringing people together and then enabling and empowering them to you know, ultimately optimize their lives. Um, for us, it's very much about, you know, giving people the tools they need to live a more inspired life. Um, and when we think about the brand and the content strategy, there's five core things that we always talk about. Um, one, fitness, so living an active lifestyle. Two, health, so making healthy choices during your day. Three is nutrition, so making nutrition choices that help you reach your goals. The fourth is knowledge. So I mentioned inclusivity is super important to us and knowledge and having an understanding of what's going on in the world around you, whether that's culture, art, music, fashion, politics, having this understanding, we hope would enable you to or encourage you to participate in conversations and you know breed inclusivity. And then the fifth thing is mindset. So having a growth mindset, so understanding that just because you're at a certain level today doesn't mean you're always at that level. You can be more confident. You can be more charismatic. You can be fitter. You can be healthier. Uh, and a lot of that is in your power. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact list, send emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Customer experience when shopping online is crucial and it doesn't stop at the checkout. Smart Freight plugged into your e-commerce platform allows your customers to take the driving seat when it comes to selecting a shipping service. And branded tracking communications keep your customers informed of their order's journey all the way through to receiving their parcel. Visit smartfreight.com to book a demo today. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, we've gone from the big concepts, Shiv. We're now going to get stuck into the top tips round, which is something I really like because it gives all of us some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Shiv, you ready for these? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, Chloe. 
Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Okay, I'm going to cheat, Chloe. I'll give you two books. That's okay. Um, Pretty much everyone cheats, so it's fine. (laughs) Okay, cool. So the first would be, these are pretty easy reads, but I love these books. I revisit them from time to time. The first one is Influence by Robert Cialdini, The Psychology of Persuasion. A really great book. This talks on almost like the science behind convincing people. And those could be your customers, those could be business partners, suppliers, whoever it is. But great book, Influence by Robert Cialdini. And the second book, and I'm sure you've had this before, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, a classic seminal book on marketing by Al Rees and Jack Trout, uh, written in 1994, so a while ago, but still has a lot of really interesting stories, anecdotes, and stories to make you think about how you're approaching your marketing as a business. I'm going to second both of those tips, but I'm also going to say, if you've tried reading Cialdini's book, Influence, in paperback and found it really hard because the text is so small, read it on Kindle. It's much easier. Um, <laughs> it feels like an impenetrable textbook in paperback, but in uh, on ebook, it's a joy to read. It really is. It's a really good book and it's really well written. Um, whoever published it should, should reformat it, in my opinion. But anyway, enough of my book publishing rant. Um, <laughs> The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Okay, well, I don't think, I think SEO, it doesn't get as sexy a rep as perhaps like Facebook marketing and influencer marketing. But, you know, at the end of the day, SEO, building organic traffic on your website, it takes long, it takes longer to do, you know, it's hard work, but if you can do it consistently, you're basically taking the power in your own hands. You're not relying on your creative or your copy. You're building something that stands the test of time. So SEO and content marketing, having content ready to go. Those are the two kind of tips I would say any business needs to really focus on. Cool. And I have to say, after everything we've talked about today, if you'd come out and said anything else, I would have thought thought (laughs) less of you. (laughs) Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool that you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? We're fully tooled out. I mean, the last few months and uh, everything that's been happening in the world, right? We've just been full force into every collaborative tool you can imagine, but uh, as I'm sure most businesses have been, but in terms of kind of the top tools that we use, Zoom, obviously, um, Slack, uh, Asana for project management, and then Google. Um, So whether that's Google Sheets, Google Drive, the whole Google suite of products, those are what we use every single day. And we probably wouldn't be able to get by without them. Yeah, my business is basically the same. I think everyone's been through that journey of the last few months of testing everything that moves. And I, I suspect a lot have ended up going back to Slack, Zoom, Asana, Google, because yeah. they work. Um, okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Number one tip for them would be to really understand your customer. Uh, What is your customer looking for? What are they interested in? And once you have a good understanding of that is figuring out what kind of content you can create that will appeal to them and then finding a delivery mechanism for that content. And we're talking about e-commerce businesses. So you want to be looking at your email 
your flows, your campaigns, content that you can make available to them via your website, signups, um, things along these lines. Um, that's what I would say. So uh, just to summarize, the number one piece of advice is create content that's relevant, interesting to your target customer. Everything kind of is fed from that. Yeah, more great advice. Um, Shiv, thank you so much. Uh, before we say goodbye, though, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Absolutely. Thank you, Chloe. So you can find Innermost uh, online at uh, liveinnermost.com. So that's L-I-V-E innermost.com. We're also all over social media at liveinnermost. So at liveinnermost. And you can find me uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Shivraj Bassi. Excellent. Well, like I said, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been lovely talking to you and and really understanding that your your vision for the business and the content focus and the education focus is as as clear when talking to you as it is from the website. So uh, so congrats on that because it's something a lot of people struggle with. Thanks, Chloe. <laughs> Well, it's clear that Shiv gets what his business is about and who his customers are and how best to, you know, to get them optimizing themselves. Self-optimization, that was one of their key pillars and, and making that content inclusive as well. So it's not just, if you already know how to do all of this, here's some other content. But if you're starting on this journey, here's how to do it. Some really interesting strategies there and ones which I think a lot of us could could copy, could adapt in some way. Really fascinating to chat to him. Now, if you want to get the notes from today's show, including those top tips and links to anything else and everything else we've mentioned, because we mentioned quite a lot of tools in there, uh, then do head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list. There's no quiz to take though. You just fill in your email and hit submit. It's very simple. But once you've done that, you won't miss out on um, any of our podcast episodes or any of the other things I share to help you to improve your business. Now, if you like this episode and I'll focus on really listening to your customer and getting to understand them, then I think you'd like, for coming from a very different product type, but I think you'd like our interview with Bree Reed from Snag Tights, who are all about their customer as well. And that's episode 265, if you want to go and have a listen to that. So that's Snag Tights uh, with Bree Reed, who was an awesome guest. Okay. Thank you for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners you know, because I'd love to help them too. I hope you have a great week. Keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.